Father, we thank you for your presence here. And as we come to your word, Holy Spirit, we're asking that you will speak in a powerful way that will radically affect each and every one of us moving forward in our journey with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn with me to check the book of James, uh, chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, because we're going to do an exposition of this uh, couple of verses. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Everyone say, submit to God. Tell the person next to you, submit to God. Yeah. This really shouldn't take much persuading on your part or mine. Because if you think about it, you know, it may be difficult to, uh, to submit to a leader or a boss or a teacher, someone in authority, but to submit to God, the Almighty, should be a no-brainer. We shouldn't even have to think about it. Who can resist the hand of God? And yet sometimes we do. Even our conscience always is telling us, submit to God. He knows what is best. And um, as a created, we should submit surely to the creator. Is that right? Uh, Without him, we would never have come into being. And if he withdraws his breath, we will cease to exist. You owe everything to God. Now, it shouldn't be difficult to surrender to God because he is infinitely good. He cannot do wrong. He's too good to be unkind. He only desires what's best for us. He answers our prayers, works miracles, sometimes healings, breakthroughs he gives us. He loves us unconditionally. Why would you not love a God like that who's only got your best interests at heart and has all the power to make the best happen for you? Now, if God was a tyrant, an unapproachable God up there, you know, angry, ready to hit you over the head, didn't have your best interests at heart, hadn't got a good track record of being unconditionally loving, then you may consider, I'm not sure I'll submit to someone like that. But we know our God is infinitely good and loves you to the depths of your being. To not submit to Him is to actually work against what's best for you. Andrew Murray put it this way, God is ready to assume full responsibility for the life wholly yielded to him. How many of you would like God to take full responsibility for your life? Well, there's the condition. Wholly, totally, utterly surrendered to him. That's how it works. How many of you would agree God can do a better job of your life than you can? So why not surrender and submit? All of nature submits to God's laws. The sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, everything submits. So when you submit, you're in harmony with creation and the universe. It's ridiculous to think we can oppose God. It'd be like trying to stop the wind. Anyone ever tried to do that? It'd be like trying to turn back the tide. It's it's a nonsense. We can't resist the hand of God. And any rebellion against God will soon end in total defeat. God in His infinite mercy and grace, He may allow the rebellion, rebellious to continue for a season. But at the end of the day, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, including Christians submitting to what God's doing in their lives. We cannot resist the hand of the Almighty. It's better to Submit willingly. Let me share with you what I believe is the great crisis of your life. 
You might be thinking, well, this is the biggest crisis I've ever faced in my life. I want to suggest to you that's not true. There is a greater crisis. And the greatest crisis in life is the surrender of your will entirely in submission to the Almighty. Should you ever win that battle, you will enter into a life of righteousness, peace, and joy, and heaven on earth. The reason we lose our peace, the reason we lack joy, is that somewhere along the line, we have not yet come to a place of winning the, greatest, the great crisis of life, which is the crisis of the will and surrender to God. If you are a strong-willed person, God have mercy on your soul because you will just fight and resist and go against everything and all the different things that happen in life and it makes you incredibly unhappy and miserable. So why submit to God? James 4 verse 6 says this, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. It takes humility to submit to God. And when we do, grace flows. But if we are proud and we resist God, then God will resist us, and also we will not have grace flowing in our lives. But as soon as God sees in your situation, whatever's happening, a submission to Him, in it, His grace will begin to flow, and you'll find peace and strength to get through the situation. Because uh, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 9 says, By the grace of God, I am what I am. So to be what God's called you to be, you need grace in your life. You'll never get there without the grace of God. How do you get the grace of God? By humility and submission to God. Release His grace, and you can be all that God's called you to be. But many of us spend most of our lives fighting God, fighting situations, fighting circumstances, even fighting people. Here's a definition of grace, supernatural ability of God to be victorious in every situation. Don't minimize that scripture. Victorious in every situation. But you will only get it by a complete surrender of God to God. That's why it comes back to the great crisis of life. If you can win that battle, which is not probably easy for everybody to win, but if you can, I tell you, it will change your life forever. Another definition of grace, the empowering presence of God that enables you to be who He has created you to be and do what He's called you to do. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you. Full stop. Hello? What are you going through? What are you facing? My Bible says His grace is sufficient. You say, no, it's not. My Bible is the truth. <laughs> it's sufficient. You're saying, well, that's not my experience. Well, Grace is released when we submit entirely to the hand of God. There's a scripture in uh, 1 Peter 4, 10, which talks about the manifold grace of God, which is the many colored aspects of God's grace, or the many, many kinds of grace available in our lives. For every trial you may ever face, God provides exactly the right grace you need so you can be victorious in it. I'm going to demonstrate that, and you're going to have to help me with this in order to receive what we're trying to say. I want you to raise your right hand. Please do that. Wriggle your little thumb, and that little thumb 
actually speaks to us of a middle-sized trial. Wriggle the next one, and that's a big trial. Then the next one is a huge trial. Next one's a small trial, and then a tiny trial. Now raise your other hand. So we're going to get everyone to surrender somehow, one way or another. We're going to get you there. <laughs> Wriggle this. This is middle-sized grace, that thumb. Next one, big grace. Third one, some of you need huge grace. Next one, small grace. Last one, tiny grace. Now put your hands together. For every trial, small, tiny, middle-sized, large or huge, there is the appropriate grace provided to you so you can get through your trial victoriously. Before you clap too loud, it only works out of surrender and submission to the hand of Almighty God. If you are fighting Him, if you are resenting Him, if you are bitter about what has happened, friends, that grace will not flow in your life. It comes back to the great crisis of life, which is the submission of the will and total surrender to God. Never underestimate God's grace to transform your life or anyone else. Romans 5.20, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. We need also to submit to the divine will. We need to submit to whatever God appoints for us. For example, accept your status in society, your level of wealth, what about accepting your upbringing? You might say, but I had the most horrific, horrendous upbringing and I am angry about it and it's messed up my life. That may be true. But friends, if you don't accept your upbringing, that God somehow allowed it in His purposes, you will forever lack the grace of God to come through with peace and joy and victory. We've got to, you see, every circumstance in life and I'm not talking about, you know, if you're involved in some very abusive situation where you might need to get out of. But as a general rule, I'm saying this. We need to come to the place where every circumstance in our lives has been filtered through the hand of the Master. And it's, He's allowed it for whatever reasons. We can't understand it. Some of it we'll never understand. But we need to accept that. If we will come to a place of acceptance, not meaning you don't try and improve, but if you come to a place of acceptance, His grace will flow in your life. And you'll be able to be victorious in your situation. You may have to accept your level of intelligence. You may be an A student. You may be an F student. Sorry. It's the way it is. It's the way God's permitted it to be in your life. We have to accept our level of giftings, our position in life, our ministry, and our opportunities that come our way. We, we, we've got to be in submission to all of these things, friends. You know, it's easy to be secretly upset with our lot in life and think, well, this has gone wrong, this has happened, that's happened, and actually can think, God, you've handed me a lemon, and I resent it. No, friends, if you do that, there's no grace, and there's no victory. Submit to God. You see, friends, I can be tempted in my life not to submit to God, I can sometimes feel short-changed. Now, maybe not at the level you have, but it, it can still affect me. 
See, God's blessed me with one child, one daughter who's just magnificent beyond dreams. However, some of you have two, four, some have six. How many of you got four kids or more? Raise your hand. Yeah, well, what's the deal here? I only got one. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm angry. I resent it. Some have 10. I think there's some family here that's got 16 kids. I mean, what's the deal? I have to accept. You know how I accept, friends? I focus on what I've got, not what I haven't got. That's the key. I can resent and feel shortchanged that I'm not taller. You know? I travel around the country. Some people watch me on TV and they look at me and they say, oh, thought you were a lot taller than that. And you know what some people have said to me? Said, I watch you on TV. You look better on TV. <laughs> oh, what's the deal with that? I mean, I resent that. And I, I want to look better off, out of t well, off TV than on TV. But anyway, whatever it is. But I can, you know, I could wish I could have had a better physique. You know? Richie McCaw. <laughs> Captain of the All Blacks. I mean, I could wish for all these different things. Or that my dad hadn't been a heavy drinker and violence in my home. I could, I could wish all those things. I could wish, as the youngest of six, I didn't get all the hand-me-down clothes. I had to go to school. There was holes in the socks, for goodness sake. I'm going to cleansing streams. I need healing. <laughs> but there's so many things, friends, we can resent and not submit to from the hand of God. But this is the truth. The reality is, friends, I am a sinner deserving the eternal fires and torment of hell forever. By the grace of Almighty God, through Jesus going to the cross and shedding His blood and going through excruciating pain, I have been spared the eternal fate of damnation and torment in hell forever. Anything better than that, friends, is a good deal. How can I complain? How can I rail against God with what He has done for me? No wonder God hates complaining because His mercy has abounded towards us beyond anything we could ever think or imagine or consider. I've had a good deal, friends. My cup overflows every day. Sorry to get excited. I'll now calm down. God wants us to submit to the trials of life. Maybe you're facing one. Well, I don't want to minimize your trials. But the Bible teaches, count it all joy. Why? Because there's a lot of good that can come out of your trial. The worst thing to do is to go through a trial and not come out with the treasures of darkness that God promises. That's the worst thing. Because then you go through the trial, you suffer, and you get nothing out of it. That's not God's way, friends. You're going to come out with riches you never dreamed were possible. If you submit to God in your trial, His grace flows and you come out a better person, not a bitter person. If we endlessly fight and complain at our trial, we won't have the grace to handle it. And you know, some people, friends, they fight everything. You know, something goes wrong in the home, they fight it. Something goes wrong at school, they fight it. You know, you know it's, it's, things don't go your way and you fight it. Some people just fight, fight, fight. And men, you don't want to be around those people. They're exhausting. You know people like that, don't you? And everything's a big deal. No grace. No submission to the divine will. 
See, even animals can teach us that to endure suffering is good for us and we can come out better. There was an elephant, had lost sight in its eye, was brought to the surgeon who placed a powerful application on its eye which caused the elephant great pain. And so the elephant was restless during the application, but eventually uh, it, it was able to see a little. So when the elephant came back the next day, guess what? It's going to get the application again. It's docile as a lamb. It submits to the application. Why? Because it knew the application would be good for it. Friends, if an animal can understand that trials can bring you out to a better place, are you as smart as an elephant? Ask the person next to you, are you as smart as an elephant? Who's with me this morning? Do you understand what we're saying? It all comes back to the great crisis of life. Submission to the divine will and hand of Almighty God. Then the grace flows and with it everything else. And even if we didn't know good would come out of it, we should still submit to God. Submission to God and everything is a great, great, wonderful place to come to. And you and I and we all need to come to that place, friends. We will never be at rest till we come to that place. See, a lack of rest, frustration, tension in our lives, friends, is a result of an unyielded will to the divine hand of the Master. I'm not saying that what you're going through is easy. I'm not saying that at all. But friends, when we're submitted, there is a grace that enables us to go through whatever God's put in front of our lives. It is essential to our happiness. You want to ask the Holy Spirit to bow your will in total surrender. We basically you say to God, any time, any place, anywhere. You want me to go to Africa? Thank you, Jesus. I'm on my way. That's the reality, friends. Total surrender to the will of God. Remember, he's only got the best in store for you. You'll never be happy until self is dethroned. How self-willed are you? How strong is your self? It's got to come down, friends. Otherwise, life is so, so hard on earth. You know your greatest enemy? It's not the devil. Look in the mirror. I am in the face and say, submit to the divine will and everything will change. I know this may sound pretty tough preaching. It's not really tough. The truth will set you free. We're committed as an arrow of truth to declare the whole counsel of God to you in this place. Listen carefully. A Christian lady said she could not forgive God for taking away her mother. A Christian man said, God is not good because he has made me suffer such terrible afflictions. Friends, the tragedy of that is this. Their furnace of suffering was heated seven times greater by the fuel of a rebellious attitude in the trial. 
And you're going to find, friends, when people are going through a trial, if their attitude is not right, the suffering is infinitely greater than it needs to be. Submission to the divine will is the bottom line, friends. This message can change your life forever. That's why altar calls of surrender are one of the most powerful things. You know, growing up as a young Christian, over the years, I can't tell you how many times I was on that altar, on my knees, bowing my will to God, bowing my will to God. God, thy will be done. I'm yours. I'm available. Tell me. Show me. Lead me. Guide me. Friends, but it wasn't just a one-off surrender. It was over and over and over and over again. And slowly but surely, God was able to bow my will. I'm not saying it's fully bowed for a moment, but he's able to bow my will. And I believe a lot of the blessing and things that I've experienced in life over the years comes back to those altar calls of sweet surrender to an almighty God who has nothing but my best interests at heart. He is too kind to do me ill. He is too loving to not desire the best for me. He's a God I can trust with every ounce of my being. I may not always understand, but understanding is not the key. Submission to the will is the key. To submit means to obey. How many of you were really obedient at school? One hand. Yeah, that's probably West Auckland. Our position should be like a soldier. Hey, by the way, I was obedient at school. I, it's true. I was a very obedient student. Prefix said jump, I jumped. Hey, it's just the way I was. <clears throat> I thank God I was like that. Because, you know, if you have a strong will, somewhere along the line, God's got to break it. And it can be hell on earth for it to get broken. <laughs> if you surrender easily, you don't have to go through that so much. But we should be like a soldier. If the commander says go, you go. If he says do this, you do it. If he says don't go, you don't go. Soldier does not question orders from the master. Is that right? Otherwise, he's lost his job. He's out. If he questions the commander, it's almost like he's taking the place of the commander and saying, hey, hold on a minute, commander. I'm going to be the commander for a while. No, this is not right. Friends, some of us want to command God. Say, God, what's, what's going on here? He's going to say, excuse me. I'm the commander here. I may explain or I may not explain. It's my prerogative. Friends, he won't explain everything to you in life. Do you know that? No, you don't know it. Well, I'm telling you it's true. <laughs> so our duty is to obey without questioning. How many of you have discovered you can't always have everything the way you want in life? <laughs> it's true. You know? And yet some of us fight everything that doesn't go our way. You know, as soon as something goes up, we're ready for a fight. You know, fight it, fight for life or whatever it is. We're ready to get into a round for 10, you know, for 10 rounds. We're willing to get in there and fight everything that's going on. Some of us are just born to fight. <laughs> Others are born to surrender. The latter one is the biblical pattern that we need to have in life. To submit is to a great place to come to. You know, it's not always easy. I've struggled to submit at times. 
under, under commands that God has given me. For example, he said to me, you know, there came the invitation to do radio. Nothing within me wanted to do it. So I resisted until I was asked again. Finally, I prayed, God spoke, and I said, okay, God, I hear your command, I'll do it. Then the grace of God came. He asked me to say, do TV. Nothing in me wanted a television ministry. I'm just not that good. And so I resisted it until God spoke to me, and I got a command from heaven. It was almost like, do this or else. And I said, okay, God, I surrender. Once I surrendered, the grace of God came upon me. God said, I want you to go to Pakistan. And I said, I don't want to go to the terrorist capital of the world. But once I got a command from heaven, I said, okay, God, I will go. And then the grace came and God met with me and encountered me. So friends, we're all going to face this in life where there's things God asks us to do that we just don't want to do. But friends, we can't be picky and choosy and say, well, look, I'll obey this command because I think it might work for me. But I'm not going to obey this one because I can't see any benefit from it. Friends, we can't have that. It's got to be a clean slate. You know, a white sheet of paper. God, you write on it, and I'm in. You tell me, and I'm yours. I'll do it. That's what it means to submit and obey to the divine command. See, my goal in life is this. I want to be able to say with integrity, I'm a man under command. Because when I am then I have command. Then I have authority. You want to get to a place, friends, where you can say, I am a man, I'm a woman under command. You don't fight and resist every battle that takes place. Finally, submit to the promptings of the Spirit. The Spirit of God has a hard time with many Christians to lead them in the right way because they're like mules. They resist everything. But God wants us to be moved by the slightest breathing of the Spirit. The slightest breath from heaven. And I believe here's the key. The more we submit to God, the more the Holy Spirit will speak to us and lead us and guide us. You see, friends, why would the Holy Spirit speak to us if he knows we're not going to obey him? Maybe he's told us to do this and lead us in this direction. We didn't do it. This we didn't do it. This we didn't do it. If we continually not do what the Holy Spirit says, his voice will get dulled, and sooner or later we'll probably stop hearing his voice. But when he finds a person who's been through the great crisis of life, whose will is surrendered to the hand of that master, I believe that person will hear the whispers of heaven continually and be led by the Spirit into the favor and the blessing of Almighty God. All comes back to the great crisis of the will. If we will surrender our hearts to God. When we're like that, friends, God doesn't have to shout at us. We don't need three visions and two dreams. We don't have ten scriptures to tell us what to do. We just hear a sudden whisper. And we've heard the direction of God. And we get led by the Spirit. But it comes back to being submitted to God. If the Spirit says stop and pray now, we need to obey at once. Don't delay. Because David said in, in Psalm 27, verse 8, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Sometimes the Holy Spirit's going to ask you to do something that involves self-denial. It's going to take up your leisure time. You don't see any real benefit from it. He's going to ask you to do it, friends. What are you going to do at that moment? Do you submit to the hand of the Master or you say, hey, no, I don't see any benefit this. I'm busy. I don't want to do it. Surrender to the Lord. Psalm 123, verse 2, As the eyes of a maid to the hand of a mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God. Do you know the handmaid does not always need the mistress to speak? 
when waiting at the table. One look from the mistress, and the maid knows what to do. One nod, one wink, one sigh, and the maid picks up the slightest breath from the mistress. And God wants you and I, friends, to be like that. You're reading the scripture, and one verse is just highlighted in your heart. One percent more. Nothing major. One percent more than every other verse. That's the voice of the Spirit. Grab it, take it, do something with it. Half a word from the divine spirit should be enough. If you can tune in to his voice, friends, he'll lead you into a life of blessing that you have never dreamed was possible. See, serving God is not so much a matter of activity, but of submission to the Holy Spirit and doing what he tells you to do. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Some people run here, there, and everywhere, friends. That's not what it's meant to be. To put it another way, it's not so much running here and there, but it's being drawn by him. I was drawn to a radio ministry. I was drawn to start a church in the city. I was drawn to Pakistan. I was drawn to, to um, a television ministry. So much of, I was drawn to take New Zealand and beyond to Christchurch. It's not me deciding and initiating. It's the Holy Spirit drawing me. I just follow when I follow him, I know it's going to be successful. Philippians 2.13, it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. If we will submit and yield to the divine will, seriously, friends, God will carry us to greater heights than we have ever, ever, ever imagined. Submit yourselves to God. In doing so, you will enter heaven while still on earth. Amen? Amen. Musicians, please.